So that Pokemon yesterday was super hype. It really was. I, I can't get over how hype it is watching someone slowly whittle away the health of the giant Pokemon. Because, <laughs> like, you'd think the hype thing would be the sweep. Yeah. But it's not. The hype is when it's like you're 10 minutes into this battle of attrition. <laughs> you got this little cinnamon just bullet seeding the fuck out of somebody. Oh, God. Cinnamon pulling his weight. Oh, man. So you just want to tell people like, what the fuck we're talking about because it must make no sense to people who've got no idea. Uh, yeah. So last night uh, on my Twitch, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play some Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So I went and did some like casual online battles. I say casual. Some There's of no them link. were not casual. There's no casual battling. There in isn't. Lucas, um, apparently. And anyway. then, yeah, Carl came along and like watched the stream and commented with me. And it was just and really fun. And uh, we got some really like just super hype moments. There is. But at the same time, you nailed it when you said casual. And I could almost hear the air quotes in your voice. Yeah. Because I am astounded. Also, yeah, welcome to episode... We've not done it in a while. What oh, episode God. are we even on? Oh, God, Carl. Oh, uh, uh, like 45, maybe? For, episode 45 of Carl's Corner Podcast. If it's not, fuck it. It's whatever episode is listed on the title that you clicked. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to do a quick fact check on you're that. Do, do some not, fact check. I'm okay, sure. fact checking ruins the podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's find out. Yeah, welcome to episode 45. What a guess, Luke's fucking nailed it. Um, we were playing some Pokemon. It's like... Despite Pokemon being ostensibly on the surface, it's a fun game where you explore the world with cool Pokemon creatures, <laughs> and you make friends, and you battle, and you grow stronger. Um, Pokemon Online is throws all that shit out the window. It does. Like, your Pokemon, you are peons in my army in the quest for domination. <laughs> And despite the fact you explicitly picked to play casual, yeah. people are rocking up with full meta teams of legendaries. Yeah, including like that guy that had the, the Pokemon that was called like something Discord.co. And it was like, oh god, so you've literally hacked this straight from a Discord and just put it straight into the game. Like you didn't even bother changing its name to hide the fact. You've hacked these legendary meta Pokemon into your team. Presumably with perfect stats. Yeah. Um, that are almost impossible to achieve legitimately. And in some cases are legitimately impossible to mm. achieve or like, acquire in-game. It's I mean, just... they basically are with legendary Pokemon, unless you've got hyper-specific luck, because um, legendary Pokemon you can't breed to, to try and manipulate the stats or anything. It's basically just a potluck, and you have to like um, just keep resetting your game every time you collect it. And it's just a whole thing that we won't get into. But the idea that someone sees this option casual yeah. and thinks, I'm going to walk in with a fucking gun. <laughs> it's like, and I struggle to think of an, an apt comparison of how ridiculous it is to like put in perspective people who may not know much about video games or follow Pokemon or just be all that familiar with it. Because like, if I could go say we're having a casual kickabout, yeah. Like, say like, you want to play some football, soccer for Americans. Let's go for a kickabout. And you go, do you mind if I bring my mate? Like, yeah, and they bring and they bring along Lionel fucking Messi. <laughs> like, do you know that episode of The Simpsons where they're playing baseball? Yeah. And, and they have like all the famous baseball players. Oh, Mr. Burns just buys like all the players in just... <laughs> and it's like a softball game, but he like gets Hoseko and Seiko and all that bollocks. He's like, yeah. got absolutely like, just... Pays money to get the best team for a softball game. <laughs> He's got like Strawberry Johnson coming in. The thing. It's like it's 
almost, if anything, it is that. It's not almost it like it, it is that. It basically is that, yeah. Like, it is a casual game for fun, and you are taking it so seriously. It's the point where you are, li- you are li- literally cheating to win, yeah. because you want to get the win. And the best thing is, you don't get anything. No, you get nothing for that game mode. It is just, you do it for fun, to test out if your team's good or not. It's like, of course your team's good. It is hacked into perfection. <laughs> and then we did have that moment where we came across what the entire stream had to just admit is probably a small child halfway through the game. Because he comes in and he's just got a Pokemon called Cool. And it's like not All even like fully case. evolved or anything. <laughs> no, it's just called Cool. And then he's got a Pikachu called The Pikachu. It was like, oh, The Pikachu card. You feel so bad playing against it. It's like, this is what casual should be for. Like maybe yeah. like a, a mix between what you were doing and what that kid was doing. But then you've got people who come in. They're cheating in a mode where there is literally zero reward mm-hmm. and nobody gives a shit. And again, it's meant to be for fun to just be like, oh, what happens if I, I send out this Pokemon team and like, we have a bit of a fun time? And then it's like, nah, man, coming in with the full rocked, like just meta ranked battle top tier team it's like, oh god damn it yeah so we're gonna go for a friendly kickabout and your mate turns out in full fucking outfit well um i've had that before i've had a mate who i mean like, i've had sunday friends league that did football, that yeah and he said that sunday league football it's like pub league basically it's like you play for 90 minutes on a sunday morning when you got the pub all day mm-hmm. and a lot of people see it as an excuse just to like you know get a bit of exercise in the week gives and do a bit of socializing yeah there are people who take it so seriously incredibly like they think they're like playing in the world cup mm-hmm. and like you'll turn up with a hangover because obviously it's a sunday you've probably been out on saturday and you'll get a load of shit for it so uh, and that reminds me a little bit have you ever seen that legendary um message sent out by the world's most serious pub football team i'm not sure right, i'm gonna look for i'm gonna look at it now because it's this um guy who tries to join like a sunday league team which bear in mind is like as casual as it gets yeah it is you. It's basically I don't know eleven people mm-hmm. to have a kickabout with, so I'm just going to join a group of other people who don't have that many friends who want to play football and play football together. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So I'll look it up now because I um, know Sunday. While football. you're looking it up, I want to mention like there was one time where, uh, again, you know, me and my family were just all playing like football with a couple of friends and that, and then someone goes, "Oh, uh, my cousin." He plays for, like, the local team, just like Tramier. Um, he's going to come along. And we were like, oh, right, okay, well, you know, they're a low-league team. It's not like he's he's a full professional player. Yeah. But it's like, oh, no, like, we couldn't touch the ball. Like, it, <laughs> it was like six people would run at him, and he'd just fly through us all. And we were like, I, we don't know what to do. Uh, how are you possibly supposed to beat this man? It's like, my friend who does that, um, he was scouted for a team when he was younger. Hmm. And like he never went anywhere, but he's very good at football. He just does it because he likes playing, but he doesn't play too seriously. Yeah. But when he encounters like those guys, the the and you know exactly the kind of person. It's like thirty five, a little bit of a pot belly, but still thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. And still insists that he's better. So whenever he encounters those kinds of guys, he will just absolutely fucking style on him. <laughs> to make like, like mate, we're here for a bit of fun, but if you want to take it seriously, let's go. Yeah. And I found what I'm looking for now. And it was a Twitter thread, and it is a guy at New Age Boxing UK or Martin, as he goes by, and um, basically he just tried to join a five-a-side football team. So like I said, just casual as it gets. Just yeah, a couple yeah. of guys, I'm going to kick about, maybe go for a pint afterwards. Like, you couldn't do that today, but you could, like, you know, before the dark times. <laughs> um, it, 
his Twitter thread, which I, I highly recommend, like people reading its entirety. We'll go through some, some of the details here. Um, opens. I recently inquired to a football team. Bit of five-a-side fun. What I got in response is biblical. A 14-page <laughs> club guide. Whoa. One four for a five-a-side team. Within it, absolute footballing gold. The highlights of which I'm now about to share with you. And it opens with that the five-a-side team has a director of football. <laughs> so that and he says like that maybe should be my hint to stop reading but I couldn't help it so um, <laughs> we have here um, a quote from the thing um, which is like pretty incredible so, so I'm going to read this this is a quote from the uh, the guide as you will soon read um, the blanked out so redacted rules and procedures uh, written by someone who has been organising a fo- uh, organising football for 40 years and re- works in an industry that relies on processors. The philosophy of the football club is to provide quality football. To achieve, but to achieve this, all members must be following the same rules and processes and pulling in the same direction. Those who don't are punished until they do. If they can't, <laughs> they are expelled from the club. It's a tried and proven method for establishing quality football clubs. Bear in mind, this is five guys having a kickabout. <laughs> Uh, so we have here um, uh, if you have a question about how the club is organised and run the answer is in this document if you think you need to ask questions feel free to ask the director of football using whatsapp the number is redacted however if the answer to the question is in this document expect a mandatory three week suspension (laughs) for not reading the handbook properly oh fucking incredible Uh, the re- uh, it says here that um, the reply must be received the next... Uh, so this is like um, a bit further into a document and the guy's talking about, um, oh, this is what happens um, if you get sent a message about whether or not you can play. The reply must be received... Bef- the date... The ne- oh, sorry. The reply must be received before the next day message is sent. Do not attempt to backdate a reply for a previous message. This will be ignored as it causes confusion and a three-week suspension will be issued to the player that caused the confusion. Oh, my God. If you forget to reply, set a reminder in your phone every day of the week so you don't do it again. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, uh, we do not have time for footy chit-chat in our WhatsApp group. Any member replying anything other than their ID followed by yes or no will be suspended for... And do you want to guess, Lucas? Is it three weeks? It's three weeks. So in this group of, like, you know potential friends you want to just enjoy the sport of football with if you talk about football you are suspended <laughs> so you can't even say did anyone see the game last night as they want to go to the pub and watch it yeah it's also as well and um, you have your name and an id number yeah the fact you've got a fucking id number oh, so it says <laughs> Note, spot checks are performed at most games and members may be questioned to confirm they have read and understood the points being made in the message. Members who obviously don't read their messages and just reply yes or no are suspended for... Do you want to guess, Lucas? (laughs) Another three weeks. It's three weeks. Holy shit. Um... It says here as well, WhatsApp messages can be read, understood and answered in less than two minutes per day. Not a lot considering how much goes into organising each game. Fuck off. Like... Do you reckon anyone's joined this guy's team? Do you reckon it's just one guy? Well, Lucas, it continues. It says here, so players who don't drop out or um, or don't turn up, or sorry, players who drop out or don't turn up are penalised with mandatory suspensions. Three weeks for withdrawing after selection, whatever the reason. 32 weeks if they don't bother turning up, whatever <laughs> the reason. 
So Lucas, whatever the reason. Yeah, let's say Lucas, like your kid gets it by car or like goes to hospital. No, any Carl, other the five side team comes first. Yeah, any other number of tragic things that could befall a random person at any time. Yep. And like, you know what? I'm going to put this before a kickabout in a field. <laughs> no, a th- at that point though, a 32 week ban. That's like the season. Yeah, that's like the entire year. It's like, why the fuck would you bother, bother joining? Yeah, like if you get that suspension, you can't play for the, the until next year's like pub league starts. Oh, so we have here. So organization, pre-match preparation rules. All games are selected with ten outfield players and one reserve. Reserves are not expected to attend games unless called upon in an emergency. Reserves must be available and contactable via WhatsApp up to one hour before game kickoff, and contactable by WhatsApp by the director of football. He capitalizes director of football. <laughs> Like, Lucas, do you want to know what happens? At least if you he's don't got make... good grammar. But Lucas, do you want to know what happens if you don't uh, make yourself available? You get a three-week suspension. You get a three-week suspension. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. unless once again, just remind people, this is a casual five-a-side league. That's all it is. This is a oh. few guys trying to organise kickabout. Lucas, here we go. So both red and blue teams are assigned key- team captains. These are the VIPs of redacted <laughs> FC the wise footballers amongst us who understand the tactical side of the game and can lead teams on the field of play oh no it's like, like it's five aside he's got a one in five chance of being the captain but no Lucas you are the chosen leader of this group of warriors to you lead them to victory they understand like the tactics involved Carl if the other team has the ball most people don't know that you need to get it back the captain understands that. <laughs> this is a fucking casual game. <laughs> oh, here's one as well. Uh, do you want to guess um, when the bibs are handed out, Lucas? Like, you know, um, the bibs, people don't maybe not know. Uh, like, generally, if you're not wearing, like, a red or blue T-shirt, you'll be given a red or blue bib. Just to make it easier to spot. I'm presuming on the day? No, exactly seven minutes before each game. But what? Yeah, it's seven minutes. That is that specific. I'm really surprised, though, that they haven't gone out the way and been like, right, we've got a team uniform. We need, like, £50 from you to get your name and, like, the branding on a uniform for you. Lucas, um, Captain Team Talks, which is capitalised and abbreviated to CTTs, (laughs) take place five minutes prior to kickoff. Players who don't arrive on time for CTT don't understand the importance of the tactical side of the game. And we'll receive, do you want to guess? <laughs> three weeks suspension. <laughs> three weeks suspension. <sighs> Kick off after each goal. This is to allow captains and keepers, both of which are capitalised, um, 20 to 30 seconds to perform a post-mortem after each goal conceded. Oh usually down God. to a tactical positional error um, through someone not marking a man. It it says here as Lucas, and this is the best bit, excessive foul and abusive language is encouraged if captains feel the need. (laughs) So not only do you have to, like, deal with this tin pot fucking dictator micromanaging every aspect of your life outside of the 30 minutes you're playing this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he's also encouraging the wise leaders of football that they can scream at you if they want to, if you let a goal in. Yeah, and they can just tell you to fuck off. It's but like, Lucas, Jesus though, Christ. one of the other rules here is that um, there's no overly competitive play allowed. 
What? So, yeah, so excessive foul and abusive language at your own players is encouraged <laughs> if they're not playing hard enough. But if you're too competitive, that's not allowed. And do you want to guess what happens if you're too competitive? <laughs> do you get a three-week suspension? You Tom? do, yeah. But um, excessive foul and abusive language, which is abbreviated to F-A-B-L, <laughs> um, from players and not captains, results in a three-week suspension. Oh, my God. But I don't understand how they can ever, ever recruit somebody to this team and then ask them to not take this seriously. Now, Lucas, it goes Don't on. play competitively, Carl. Any player who is not a captain and is not following the captain's instructions will be punished with a suspension of three weeks. This guy's a psychopath. Um, players must not wear hats, caps or scarves or muttle under their breath when being instructed tactically by his or her team captain. Punishable <laughs> with a suspension of three weeks. Oh my god! I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't know what to, to think, to say. How can this exist? Like this sounds stricter than being on a professional football team. It is, and like the guy in charge, like I've been running these football teams for forty fucking years, and like I said it's tin pot dictator. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, what is the most, uh, the absolute most minuscule amount of power? you have seen go to someone's head and it's this. <laughs> and like it, it goes on and on and on for like another 20, 30. Well, it was a 14-page document. Including rules like this. Like, like people just want to kick a football around. For like, you know, just 90 minutes on a Sunday with a and hangover. Like, and make some friends with it and like have a chat about footy. No, Lucas, you, you don't understand the tactical side of the game. <laughs> It's like, uh, have you ever experienced this? Like, does someone like just go absolutely mad with power, but the power that they're wielding is like basically inconsequential? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I've had a couple run-ins with this. So, have you got like one? What's your story about it? Um, I think probably the worst one I've seen, um, is when I was working at Nando's. There was like one person trying to to get promotion, um, mm-hmm. to team leader. Which, bear in mind, I was. And they got told, like, oh, yeah, today, um, just make sure, like, everybody's, you know, where they're meant to be. Um, do you know, just trying to give them a little bit of responsibility to kind of prove that they are material for the job. Yes. And this person was walking around up every single other person's ass, like, have you remembered to wipe that? Oh, have you remembered to do this? Like, go do that for me, please. Like, they weren't working very much. Like, they were meant to be doing their own job at the same time. They yeah. ignored their own job to walk around and boss people around, including myself. And I was like, what? Like, you're going for a role that I'm in, and you're thinking that you can then turn that around and go, no, I've been asked to, like, control the shift now. Yeah, like, this is my shift. And I was just like, okay, okay, whatever. Yeah, sure. It's like, if you think that this is the ultimate amount of fucking power in a restaurant, like, yeah, you you go there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I worked in a restaurant too and I experienced something similar where um, I think I've talked about like the weird structure of my like job before, mm. my, my old job, where we had three managers who were all co-managers. Right, And yeah. it was like a 40-seat restaurant. Mm-hmm. But admittedly, though, we did do a lot of events, like 100 plus people. Yeah. And the idea was that one manager would run the event side, one manager would run the restaurant side. 
Then there was a third manager who came in who I found out after the fact had basically been forced there because no one else liked them. Oh, God. But the company was like, one of those places like, we can't fire them and they won't quit. So just shuffle them around and put them in, like, you know, the restaurant where I worked, which is basically out of the way and used only for events. Right, yeah. So we had three managers, one of which basically didn't need to be there. And they weren't the ones who um, like went crazy with power, although she was a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we had as well is, in addition to the manager, we had supervisors. Yep. And then we had, the um, I think there were supervising managers. Oh, okay. So yeah. they were the people who supervised the supervisors. And that guy was a fucking prick. <laughs> All right, he, was, he had the same job as me. Mm-hmm. And he'd worked there for about six months longer than I had. But after six months of working there, I know as much as you. It's a restaurant. It doesn't really change. I know how to run the bar. I know how to run the restaurant. Yeah. If anything, I, I know how to do every single job in this place because I've worked here. And I it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And there were so many times where he would just come over and like, Carl, you need to do this this way because that's the proper way to do it. Like cleaning a glass. Yeah. Like cleaning a glass. Carl, you don't clean them like I put my entire hand into the glass and spin it around. Mm-hmm. That's not how you do it. It doesn't look very professional. Like, There's no oh, fucking here. So I know <laughs> how to clean a glass, but this is the quickest way that to do it because I've got three other jobs to do and you're not helping. Mm-hmm. You just stood there, sat there like Queen fucking B, telling me what to do. I it was that uh, similar thing of follow me around. Yeah, I always find it funny because like I was um again like, you know, team leader there where we would be the people training the trainees. Um and I always said to people, Look, I will show you the correct like way to do every single job i will show you the like handbook way to do this job mm-hmm. and then somebody else will probably show you the fast way to do it and that was always how i th- i saw it as like i will teach you like the the actual official way to do every job in the restaurant and then other people will show you the secrets and the shortcuts yeah like here's the way that you actually like do it in half time like here's the way that people actually will do it in the restaurant but like I will get bollocked if I don't teach you the the correct like Nando's right. way to do it. But yeah, then someone right. else will come along and be like, "Why are you doing it that way? Like, do it this way. It's a lot quicker." Yeah, and then when I worked in the nightclub, right, that was why my job previously was called the restaurant. I was the supervisor for the um, back staff, like the back back house staff. Yeah. So glass collectors, um, like um, stock um, refillers. I forget mm-hmm. the name. I forget all the titles now because we just call ourselves barbacks. But we all had official titles. But I was in charge of those. Yeah. And I just remember so many fucking times where the guy who was in charge of the bar would come back and tell my staff what to do. <laughs> yeah. Bear in mind, like he earned like thirty p more than the people who worked in the bar. Yeah, that's the and thing. So did I. Good. So generally, it's like I don't really give a shit. Like we all know what the job is, and like I, the only reason I'm a supervisor is I turn up an hour earlier. And I yeah. set everything up, and then I stay half an hour afterwards to fill in all the paperwork. That's, that's realistic. Thing, but for the most part, you're essentially doing the same job as everyone else, and you should act that way. Yeah, and but I have to like delegate certain jobs, and yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many times where he'd come back and start ordering around me because I'm back of house, and back of house works for the bar. I'm like, no, I'm the supervisor of back of house. If you want a job doing, you tell me, and I'll get one of my members of staff to do it for you. Mm. And he would get so mad when I did that. <laughs> like he hated it it's like Carl I need you to restock the bar for me okay I'll get someone like no you do it oh god and I was like you don't tell me what to do yeah 
like, I'm in charge of back of house. You're in charge of the bar. Fuck you. And he, like, he, he just could, he couldn't get it through his head. Mm-hmm. It's like, but bar is in charge. I went, what happens if we don't restock the bar? I, I tell you what, you do it. And I knew he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't lift up all the glasses. Oh, God. And it's just like, for fuck's sake, man. It's like, things will go so much smoother if you weren't a prick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just insane to think, like, he earned 30p more than the people he was supervising. Yeah. And, like, every member of the bar hated him because he refused to serve any drinks. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's like, no, I'm the supervisor. I'm supervising. You can still fucking pull a pint for someone to help us out. It's like, no, I'm supervising. And, like, I think it's always the thing of... I don't know about other restaurants, but in our restaurant, like, Mm -hmm. if shit was going wrong, even the managers would, like jump onto like the floor or whatever yeah. or do whatever they can to help out to grab stock just do anything to like right I'll try not to get in your way like on the grills for example but what do you need like what can I bring to you to make your job easier and like get things back on track and, and like, even managers were doing that yeah and our big manager would do that and then at the restaurant where I worked um, one of my managers was a hotelier previously mm-hmm. and he'd worked like all the way up like he'd worked every single position within a hotel mm-hmm. so he was like like the most competent um, uh, like service worker I've ever seen. Yeah, I could do fucking everything like flawlessly first time, and he would like hop onto the bar occasionally and help us out. Mm-hmm. Like if shit needed to get done, and then that you've supervisor got, like, that wouldn't. Yeah, the supervisor wouldn't because I'm <laughs> the supervisor. It's not my job to do this. It's like realistically, it's your job to make sure this like flows smoothly, and I could do with some help. It's like no. It's and like, it's well, just... okay, then how are you going to supervise me to go faster? It's like yeah. you can't do that. You've got to just chip in. Well, I always remember that. It's one of the things that used to crack me up a lot of. Um, Carl was a backlog on the bar. And I remember once I snapped at him. And I said, then serve him. <laughs> and rather than serve the people on the bar, he walked over and got my manager, dragged the manager all the way over and said, Carl, tell like tell James what you just told me. And I went, yeah, okay. Um, he told me that the bar was full. And I told him to serve the customers. And my manager, James, went, so why didn't you serve the customers then the bar's busy and walk back to his desk? It's like, fucking thank you. Yeah. So if you see a problem, like if you're in charge, it's like, fix it. Yeah. Don't and just like, tell people there's a problem. Do something about it. It's oh. And then, like, um, I know about us by no means, like the most egregious example of someone doing this. Like, there's a legendary Reddit thread somewhere, but I don't really want to become one of those channels on uh, YouTube or a podcast where we just read out Ask Reddit threads. Yeah, yeah. So have you seen those? Uh, yeah, and like, I've occasionally listened to them like, and just kind of gone, I-, I get it. I get it. Yeah, cause my girlfriend listens to them um, to fall asleep to because they, basically all someone does is goes into those Reddit threads, copy-paste the top 20 answers mm. and runs them through a digital like um, text-to-speak software. Oh, no, I've not heard of that. I've yeah. heard like where people, what I was talking about, where people do podcasts where it's like, oh, look, we've all picked like a few choice Reddit threads, then we're going to talk about them. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you meant just full on, oh, no, we are just reading Reddit. Yeah. And then I remember um, a while ago, I forget the name of the dude now, but um, someone made a video criticizing Fact Fiend. Around the time we turned the comments off, it's like, oh, God, my, my course, soul is dead. Yeah. And he made a video like, as a fellow content creator, I feel like Carl um, is really like doing a dis- like doing a disservice to his audience by not fostering um, um, like an ongoing conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the content he did, and he went onto Reddit, got Ask Reddit threads, and just read them out. 
And I remember getting so mad. It's like, the fuck are you to criticise me? I um, I had it once where, I don't think it was a comment, I think it was like a message I got. Okay. I was like, oh, uh, you know the audio is like a bit echoey on this video that's just come out? I was like, yeah, we made a bit of a mistake. Like, I apologise about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've like sorted out the problem though. It'll not happen in the next episode. Okay. Oh, well, I, I'm... I wouldn't do that on my channel. That's unacceptable. And like, I clicked on the their channel like when they, they sent me the name. And they had like two videos. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh. I was like, okay, so you've made two videos and gone, yeah, man, I can I can talk about like integrity now. As like do you know what that is? That's uh, the YouTuber equivalent of like when someone has a kid. And then suddenly they are an expert on everything because yeah. they've had a kid, and like they prefer they preface everything by saying, "Well, as a mother," <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the conversation. As a YouTuber who's made two videos, it's like fuck off. It's like, look, mistakes happen, and they especially do. when we're like, you know, we're basically learning on the job mm-hmm. of making that do anything, making these gameplay videos and stuff like that, like. Yeah, occasionally things are gonna go wrong, and all I can do is fix it for the future. And then you've got people going, "Well, in my two videos, that would never happen." And it's it's really re- like amusing because I think internally, like I get in regards like the fact being team, we do share the bizarre feedback we get on occasion to videos yeah. and the weird suggestions in big air quotes. <laughs> That we've gotten before, like the one that cracked us up recently was um, a, a guy, like bless him, reached out and said, yeah, I prof- I'm a professional editor and I've noticed that in some of your videos you're not quite keying Carl correctly. Maybe stop wearing green or using the green screen. Yeah. And I, I get it, it's coming from a place of like, you know, genuine uh, my enthusiasm for the channel, of, like, yeah, it's, it's advice. But at the same time, like, it's really misplaced. Yeah, and like it's one of those of I get that you're trying to help out, but when you notice that like a lot of the videos literally have Carl's like tattoo with holes in it because we find it funny. Oh, we wear a green shirt with my or logo on it. That's the same color as the yeah. <laughs> what I, like this is the thing that always cracks me up the most about that specific bit of feedback we get is like I get that it might be weird to someone seeing a video for the very first time. It's like oh, they've not keyed out yeah the t-shirt properly. Or maybe if it was like something small. Like when mm-hmm. it's my tattoo, maybe I get it then. Yeah. But when it's a t-shirt with our own branding on it. Yeah, yeah. And I think to myself, like, I try and put myself in their shoes. And they're sat there going, I can't believe they didn't notice this. The worst, I think, that I've encountered so far was, uh, it was a wiki weekend. I can't remember which one. And it, you okay. were wearing the, like, Carl in a That's All Folks. Which is like, like the, um, logo. the Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes thing popping out of the screen. Yeah, and um, funnily enough, you know, the screen that you're popping out of was like green, screen green. Yeah, and the artist who did do that did um, use the exact same shade of green on the green screen, so oh, the nice. effect would be seamless. And yeah, so what I did was I went, this is funny, I'm going to abuse that, and made sure you had a, a gaping hole in your chest. Which is the joke of the shirt. That is, that is the entire joke of the shirt. And so many comments on that video were like, oh my God, did you not notice that Carl's got a hole in his chest? And what I think is, I, I think a lot of that it comes down to, people just don't understand how much work goes into a video. Mm-hmm. 
where like um, for that mistake to get through unnoticed would mean that one, I'd have to turn up on the day of filming, put the t-shirt <laughs> on, and not know it's the exact same color as the green screen. Yeah, and I which could happen. Well, I could to be, be fair, even before that, you'd have had to get sent the fan design and go, oh, like that. That's the same color as the green screen, and not know it's like. A person could be ignorant of the fact that, like, you know, different shades, like a shade of green might not show up on the green screen. Yeah, fair enough, like, yeah. We could be ignorant of that fact. But then yeah. I'd have to film it, send the footage to you. You'd have to edit it, stare at it for several hours while editing it, watch it through, like, and see that while you're adding stuff to the background, like, it's flying through my chest and just ignore <laughs> it or somehow miss it completely during the several-hour editing process. Yeah. Render it, watch it through, not notice it again, Put it on the channel. I would then have to go in, watch it through to double check, make sure everything's okay to finalize and sign off on it. Mm-hmm. Also, not notice that it's happened, and then <laughs> upload it. Yeah, and then set it to go live, and just everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's got a hole in his chest." Is that that is literally hours and hours of like both of us not noticing that there's a giant gaping hole in your chest. And uh, it, like I said, it just all comes out. Of, I genuinely think people just don't understand how much work goes into a video. And I experienced a, 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 a minor um, example of this uh, recently. I'm going to find the exact message that I got. I believe I posted it on Twitter. You can follow me there if you like. But uh, da, 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 da. And I don't even know what you are on Twitter. Is it just Carl Smallwood? It's uh, at Carl Smallwood, yes. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, big shout outs to a friend of mine a couple of years ago when I very first started writing. I didn't really use social media much. He said, look, Carl, fucking register at Carl Smalls on Twitter. Because if you don't, someone else will, and you have to buy it from them when you're successful. (laughs) Because that guy, that friend, was very nice, and he saw potential in me that I did not see myself. Yeah. And he was convinced that one day you'll be successful, and one day you'll want to have your Twitter profile. Anyway. See, I have a... I I did not have the even chance, I don't think. Because I haven't double-checked, but... There is like a semi-famous drummer with the same name as me. Ah, that's right. So You're like, not even Luke Holland then. Well, no. There's a writer called Luke Holland. Fuck. There's a drummer called Lucas Holland. And it's like okay, well, I'll just leave it then. Fuck it. Anyway, so I got a um, a, a comment on a video we uploaded because me and you do gameplay videos. We do, don't we? We do them together. We've currently got four playthroughs going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what will be live around the time this is going up, but it's a uh, Pokemon. Resident Evil 4, which is coming to a close soon. Uh, that will be ending this weekend on my channel. It'll be ending this weekend. A new one will be playing um, based on, unless you're listening to this in the future, in which I don't know what the fuck John will be on either channel. Yeah. Um, and then we have Transformers Devastation and Spider-Man PS4 on my channel. And I, we are currently going through God of War. Mm-hmm. And I, like I do with a couple of the previews that I've done, or a couple of the playthroughs I've done, um, I've created just a brief two-minute long preview. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's the first hour of gameplay. Like, broken down into two minutes with some of the funny moments. Just mm. like, say, oh, this is the next game we're doing. Here's the cool thumbnail that's been made by a nice artist for us. Yeah. And I thought, nothing more of it. It's like, yeah, here we go. It's a preview. You know it's coming. Just, like, get people excited. Build up a little bit of hype for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I logged on to um, uh, my YouTube to, like, you know, check the analytics, as I often do, and see a comment on that video. Carl, I wish you wouldn't upload videos first and then make them private. You have a God of War playlist, which is eight videos long, and all of them are private. Kind of not fair that you get to watch all of your God of War videos right now, but the rest of us have to wait until you feel like letting us watch what's already uploaded and collecting dust. <laughs> and I remember I sent that to the group, 
and you were genuinely in disbelief that it was real. Yeah. I just, like, you, oh. like, you could not fathom someone being, one, that entitled, and two, that ignorant of the creative process. Yeah, it's genuinely, like, mind-boggling to me how, just, yeah, ignorant that is, and how much people just don't seem to understand the concept of, like, pacing and working in advance mm-hmm. and running a channel. Like, what? And the fact they've seemingly taken it as a personal slight against them, yeah. that they can't watch the content, but I can. That's that's what got me. Carl, you're allowed to watch all these videos at your own will whenever you'd like. It's like, why am I sitting there re-watching the videos that I made like over and over again? What? What? It's also as well, of course I am. I'm in them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just uh, my... I, I, I struggle to think or like of like an earlier example of this. This must be a uniquely internet-based phenomenon because I can't imagine if you went back even five, ten years. Mm-hmm. I know before streaming was like so ubiquitous. Yeah. I think it's streaming in the age of the internet that's kind of like made people well, um, kind of hate the idea of piecemealing out content. The like way I imagine years, it is like the, it's kind of like the Netflix effect. Of, like, Netflix just going, oh, here's a season in one big dump. Go binge mm-hmm. it. But even then, that's unique to Netflix and other streams. It is. It's not a thing on YouTube. It's, it's never been a thing. It's definitely not a thing on YouTube. Like, YouTube does not like you doing that and will tank your channel for doing shit like that. And, I, and that's why it's so baffling and confusing to me. Of, do you not understand that I can't just dump all eight videos at once? Because then, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, I'm basically... Like, if I put eight videos, I use... Do, usually do two a week from each playthrough, so that's four a week, plus extra bonus stuff that I cobble together and work on um, um, as and when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. So if I dump all eight videos, I'm basically losing an entire month's worth of content. Yep. So now I have a month of my channel that has, like, just, it's just dead air, um, which, um, from YouTube's perspective, means the channel is effectively dead and they'll stop promoting it and uh, recommending it, even to people who are subscribed. Yeah, like, the, this is a thing people might not realise. Um, if you stop watching things that you're subscribed to, they automatically start, like, not putting them in your subscription feed. Just which as is often, bizarre. Yeah. Which is, it's annoying, and it's, uh, YouTube, we've talked before about how opaque YouTube is in regards to how it promotes content and what the algorithm actually does, but... Yeah, like the long and short of it is, if you don't have a consistent upload schedule and uh, by extension a consistent um, level of viewership that's um, either staying steady or growing, um, however steadily or rapidly, you will stop just appearing in the recommended tab, even Mm -hmm. for people who are subscribed to your channel and click to see your videos, which is why every now and again we'll get comments, messages, emails, tweets, whatever, from people like, oh, I thought I was unsubscribed from your channel. I didn't realize I'd not seen videos. I get a message like this at least once a week of people thinking they'd unsubscribed and it's just YouTube stopped recommending our videos. Yeah. And they didn't realize we'd continued uploading in that time as like 30, 40 videos that they've not seen. Yeah, and there's um, other ones I've seen online of like, you know, YouTubers or whatever sharing uh, comments and messages they've had of like, oh wait, I thought like the channel died because I haven't seen a video on YouTube from you for like two months. Yeah, I and literally like, no, got YouTube yeah. just made me invisible to you. I got a comment like that the other day on one of the gaming videos, and it's 
really crazy. But to go back to that one of it's really unfair that you get to watch the videos <laughs> before me. Um, in response to that, right, and this is what makes me think it's just people who are just ignorant of the creative process. So I guess we can delve into that a little. Yeah. Um, so hopefully um, just enlighten people somewhat on it. Um, there was a number of responses from people on Twitter who were confused as to why you would upload videos in advance. And yeah. that, to me, blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, because I thought it was just so obvious. Like, of course you want to upload in advance because it just frees up time and means that you know you have two weeks' worth of content built up. You have a two-week buffer. Yeah. So you have effectively two weeks to work with before you need to upload another one. And that makes life a hell of a lot less stressful than working on the day. But also as well, it gives you a buffer for if anything goes wrong. Which can and will happen because that's the way life is, especially in 2020. Well, last thing is like, yeah, okay, we're not going outside very much, but what if one day I turn up to Carl and go like, oh yeah, uh, we're going to record more Pokemon today. And Carl's like, look, I've lost my voice. I can't talk. And it's like, oh, well, I guess we've got no video for this week then. And then, as we mentioned, that can be, that can and has killed people's channels before. Mm-hmm. Like even just losing like one or two um, days of upload can yeah. um, severely hamper your analytics. But the idea that people were confused, like well, why don't you just upload the videos on the day, even if you've got them in reserve? It's like one, like I don't, I only have a finite amount of story space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I can't store these videos indefinitely. And two, that's a really stupid thing to do because then you're basically <laughs> saying my entire I, life, my livelihood is dependent on the internet not going out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who would bank their career on the internet staying up? That's the thing, yeah, again, just one more thing. Wow. Like, you really expect people's internet to not just randomly go out? Because it, it does all the time. It's also as well, like, even just from the perspective of it's just easier to sit there and upload them all in one go and just forget about it than it is to like, you know, have to worry about it every single day, which is what we had to do when we first started making videos. And it's boring. Um, me and Brad, when we very first started the channel, we did have a somewhat healthy buffer of about two weeks. Mm. We filmed two weeks worth of videos and then started going live. But we made the mistake of not filming again for a while so we could see the thing and then very slowly it got to the point where Brad was uploading that day's video on the day. Right, yeah. And it's only been in the last year or so when I brought on Nisha and yourself where we could have enough people working behind the scenes to build up a buffer again. Mm-hmm. So that, I one, we have like the things that we mentioned, like we have like in case of an emergency, someone's ill, just days where we just don't feel like recording. Because sometimes you just don't feel in the mood to talk. Yeah, and it's... jovial uh, and happy. That's the thing is it's... One of the weird things about having to record this type of content is if you're in a shit mood, you're going to make shit content and people are going to notice. And that puts you in an even worse mood. So being forced to be happy. Yeah. Which goes hand in hand with one of my favorite comments and, no, sorry, questions I get asked when I stream on Twitch is, Hi, Carl, how are you today? It's like, well, I'm obviously okay because why would I stream if I wasn't? And like the thing I always bring up is um, on those streams, it's because of like I guess it's kind of like the the toxic mentality that streaming like has made people have because there's so many people out there that either do it because they they want to or feel obliged to stream every day without fail 
Yeah, and you've told me before about like um, big streamers you've seen. You follow um, like internet personalities a lot closer than I do because I'm generally yeah. um, apathetic to that sort of thing about streamers taking days off for personal, private reasons. They like are under no obligation to tell anyone about, mm-hmm. and then getting shit for it. Absolutely, because like, like there's there's people who are like right. I've streamed every single day of my life for two years. I'm going to take a week off. And people are like, that's really unfair. I'm subscribed to your content. And they like, how dare you take time off for that? The one that got me is, um, I, f- I forget the exact person it was, but like, um, it was something along the lines that I'm taking a day off because I really don't feel well today. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I remember it just getting shared around like, in the, uh, the internet ecosystem. Of one of the responses to it is, I took the day off to watch your stream today. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And it's like, how callous can you be? Yeah. And like, we could bring that back to what we're talking about today, where like, um, due to the fact we didn't really have any buffer on fact being built up, mm-hmm. and um, I've been writing, um, and my writing process, if people don't know, um, or, or don't recall from the time I talked about before, is I feel like um, creativity thrives, or my creativity thrives in situations where I've got little to no preparation because my background is improvisational comedy. So yeah. I generally write all my articles on the day. Mm-hmm. They're researched ahead of time, but um, for spontaneity's purposes, I like to sit there and just dedicate four or five hours to like, this is where I will write this article and just research a little bits of information about it because I feel that's how I work. But at the same time, that doesn't lend itself well to taking breaks. No, no. Because to take a break, I have to work at the very least twice as much as I ordinarily do to build up um, a sizable enough backlog to mm-hmm. take that break. So for roughly three years, I did not take a single day off. Yeah, because when I knew you and like met you back in university, is you were very much like, oh man, I've like got to work every single day. I've got to be- make sure that I'm writing all the time when whenever i'm at home you would just like write in write in write in yeah and that's like how you get ahead in a an industry where it's hyper competitive you, know, mm-hmm. you need to keep your skills sharp and you need to work and i didn't mind doing that when you're a university student because yeah you're young um you can generally bounce back from stuff you can live on very little sleep yeah and like you can confirm like when we hung out and stuff i would there would be days like we're going out tonight and i would write an article or two while we were just sat pre-drinking. Yeah, like the, the amount of times that like, we'd be playing Smash, but you'd also have your laptop there to like, oh, well, I'm going to sit out for like a little while, write a bit more. Yeah, and I'd do it and I'd shut my laptop and go, there's 30 quid I've just earned. That's my yeah. night out paid for. Exactly. And that's as fun as it is. That led me to not taking a day off for three years. I even worked on like Christmas Day because the channels, uh, not the channel, like the writing doesn't stop. Uh, my was I still need to get paid, so mm-hmm. um, I worked every day for like three years, and then my my first break from like fact things, and we managed to build up another um, uh, like backlog again. And then when I came back, um, okay, now we're back to where we were before you took your break. Yeah, um, where we are, um, you need to record five videos today because we need five videos to go up. Mm-hmm. And, and we we like um, of- we experienced something <clears throat> similar when I was on the like on the team uh you know in the last year where it was like look uh i'm gonna be off for a couple of weeks so we need to make sure let's do it in advance of work a bit extra and get some extra recordings done so that we have that buffer and not worrying and panicking when we get a pack 
Yeah, but like um, people don't see that. Alt likes the channel's output never really changes. It's like, oh, a video goes out every two days. Mm-hmm. What people are not seeing is that like, when I'm on holiday for the like month, two months leading up to that, we had to do like double work days. <laughs> Every day up to that, and I had to write twice as much as I normally do. So I write um, every other day. Mm-hmm. So I do. Uh, I write Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then yeah. I do research on Saturday and Sunday um, for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I was writing two articles on Monday and then writing on Tuesday. And it's like it's a whole thing of I'm working twice as much so I can take two weeks off, and I still come back now with the exact same workload anyway. <laughs> and I don't mind doing it, and I'm like compensated quite well for it. But it's just. I don't think people realise just how much effort goes in to running a YouTube no, channel. No, I, I don't think they do. And to clarify, like we are recording this just at the end of August, and um, yesterday, me and Jenna were going like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, um, we'll be able to take time off for like Christmas and New Year's." And I was like, "Yeah, that might just be able to take a couple of weeks off." And then in my head, I was like, "Well, that means I'm going to have to start preparing soon for that, unless." I want a situation where I'm going to have to crunch massively the two, three weeks beforehand. Yeah. And that's the thing is like months in advance, I'm thinking, oh, I best spend like a couple extra days here and there making like, like editing extra videos to make sure that I'm not absolutely screwed over just before Christmas. And it's just... um... Yeah, it's it's difficult and it's a weird thing to have to think about where like from the outside perspective, videos just go up every day. And like we've had over the years, I, I wouldn't call them ignorant, but I, I struggle to think of another way to word it. Like comments about, oh, it must be a piece of piss because people see a 20 minute video. It's like, oh, it must take 20 minutes to film and it must be a piece of piss to edit. Mm-hmm. And I've had people respond with shock when it's like, how long does it take to make a video? It's like, it can take anywhere from like five hours to like an entire day yeah. depending on how long it is and how like difficult the editing process is and if we get stuck in research process like some articles can take upwards of a day to write and research in totality mm-hmm. but it's one that I'm particularly passionate about and I can't find the exact piece of information I need to yeah but people say oh it's 500 words how long can it really take to write 500 words it's like well if it's a good 500 words it can take a very long time yeah because as you say there's a lot of like research that goes into these to Make sure that you're finding interesting things to talk about. But I've genuinely had people think that the videos that get uploaded are recorded and edited on that day. And oh. I remember like, saying that to Brad and they burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, any idea, like, it takes us longer than that to transfer the footage. Yeah, like just because the, the idea got... that... I mean, especially for me, because when we were recording... Uh, in the office, that's a nearly three-hour journey away from where I live. Yeah, it takes like three hours just to transfer the footage sometimes because it's like 50, 60 gig of HD footage. Yeah, so like Uh, trying to, yeah, get that uploaded, get that put on like Google Drive so that someone else can download it on their PC. Um, And then it's like on top of that, the amount of hours that it takes to actually edit them because I know they look like simple videos, but... I mean, I spend most of my time probably cutting the video to make sure that it's like, you know, a a fun watch. Mm -hmm. And then like, it doesn't take that long to find some pictures and clips to put in and then edit those in like, but yeah, that's still uh, like up to a day's process. 
just to like do my editing and stuff on top of downloading all the the footage and putting it all together and rendering it oh god well lucas no it only takes a day and it's not fair as well that the videos is there in the archives and we've all seen them multiple times in the editing <laughs> process like why can't we see them and i i was amazed by that and it's one of the favorite things i've had in a while mm-hmm. uh, like um i've said it before uh, or expressed a similar sentiment before where like um it is impossible to do something and not have people bitch about it when you're an online creator. It really is. I, I have, in my entire time working online, have never once been able to do something that I think is a good thing and not have at least one person bitch about it or it's better more. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the example we've got to use this very podcast, which is freely available on Spotify. Yes. And I make zero pounds from this podcast. You lose money so far on every podcast we make. On every podcast produced because I wanted an excuse to pay you to edit them and appear in them so you could feel more secure in um, yourself as a content creator. And it's much appreciated, yeah. And like because I am a nice guy and I want to help out my friends and I saw an opportunity to do so and I took it. And I thought when we uploaded it, it was like, here's 50 hours of footage. Um, audio footage, admittedly, but it's like, I don't know what you call audio footage. Was it just, is it still footage? It's just audio. 50, 50 hours of audio then, um, for free, um, that um, any other YouTuber would charge for. Yeah. Any other YouTuber would slap this behind a Patreon paywall and then still put ads in it, probably. Here yeah. it is, for free, and people were bitching at us that they can't download it or that there's not enough or that it's not on insert specific podcasting platform. Yeah, because we don't understand like this. It's a new thing for us because it was handled by an outside company mm-hmm. until very recently. And I thought I can't even give people free content without them. Like literally, it is free. Yeah, and people are uh, bitching about it. Well, um, I remember like the one thing that stuck out to me, like when you know the data times began, and it was a case of look, uh, things are going to get recorded remotely. And then the amount of comments we got of like, why? Yeah, that was that was insane. And it's like, because we've all been told to lock the fuck down and there's a global pandemic going on. And especially like in my case, I live hours away. I have to get trains up to Sheffield. Like, And people are like, yeah, but it's for work. Yeah, because we can talk about this, can we? Like when lockdown started, it was a very strange time for everyone. It's like it's, it's literally unprecedented. No one knows what's going on. Yeah, and uh, it, like we, as a like a group behind the scenes, took a break for about a week because we had that buffer built up. Because I was planning on going on holiday. Yeah, and fun fact: lockdown started the day before I was set to fly. Mm-hmm. So I and I had booked two holidays. Um, um, amounting to about four weeks um, over the course of a month and a half. So I was going to take a month off in total yeah. because I've worked for a year and a half at this mm. point without taking a break. Um, I think I took like, a week off last year, but I had to record like double episodes in advance. So I was like, I want to take some time off and go visit my girlfriend. Mm. And then that got fucking stripped away. So we decided to take that two week off because we'd already planned to do that anyway. Yeah. And I didn't. I fucking wrote throughout that two weeks. I was so bored. But we, the <laughs> channel took a break. And I remember when it got back to it, I went, look, uh, we've got enough content as a buffer for about a month, but this isn't going to run out. This is not going to end in a month. Almost and, like we like had a bit of foresight and wanted to 
try and plan against what exactly what happened of mm-hmm. people being in a pandemic for months and months on end. And um, we all sat down, we workshopped ideas of how we could continue to record. And if you recall, Lucas, the very first thing I said is, I don't want anybody to do anything that makes them uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, we have to make content. Yeah. I'm going to go out of my way to ensure that everyone who works for me will get paid because I don't want you to go without. Yeah. And uh, we discussed, there was a number of things I discussed with my accountant about ways that I could continue to pay you guys without us te- actually producing content. Mm-hmm. Um, like you charged me for videos in lieu, but then we worked and it's like, it's going to be too, it's going to be one of those things where um, eventually we are going to have to record. Yeah. So um, those plans never came to fruition. We said we just decided to just get back to work. We did. And we then remotely. figured out how to do it remotely. And it was a thankfully quite painless process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have been behind the scenes working with you guys to help you uh, be more secure in a time where that is like paramount for a lot of people. Yeah, like, and obviously um, there's been a lot of cases where that's not happened for people and people have like been fired or like redundancies have happened or companies have gone under. Or companies have just like fired people out of the blue or just stopped communicating with them. Yeah. And left them like, you know, left them at the lurch. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I endeavoured, like I'm in a situation where I don't have to do that. And um, like uh, initially during lockdown as well, I've like, been throwing um, stuff at you guys. Like, oh, can someone edit this five minute clip and then charge me for editing this clip? Mm-hmm. And then we've been doing like a lot of little videos like the how not to do businesses and things like that. So Nisha, who edits those, can have um, an excuse to edit that video and then charge me for it. Yeah. Because like as a business, I can't just give money away. But no, as your not, friend, no, no. I don't want to see you go without. And that's yeah. like a stock. And I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, I am going above and beyond for my friend. I'm trying so hard. Like, I was like stressing myself the fuck out. I am working like tirelessly to ensure that everyone who works in the channel is not going to go with that and everyone's going to be secure in what they do. And then yeah, I and made we that can't thank you enough for like going through all of that for us. But then we made that announcement of, okay, from now on, we're going to be recording videos remotely. We mm-hmm. figured out a way to do it that's virtually seamless from regular content, but there's going to be a few TV problems. And like you said, the amount of people who came out and went, why? Yeah. So I'd spent weeks behind the scenes, like um, agonizing over how best to do this and like thinking this might very well be the death of the channel. This is going to be the test. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, I even said like, if the worst comes to the worst, there is enough money in the channel's coffers to pay everyone for six months. Yeah. 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 And we can all take a wage for six months. But after that, I'm not sure what's going to go on if we can't make videos. Mm-hmm. And then all people saw is, but why don't you go to the office? And it's like, I can't even do this right. Yeah, and that's the thing is, we've had comments going, like, if there wasn't um, a little notification in the corner saying this was recorded remotely, I'd have never known. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how seamless we have got it because it's such, like, a similar format. And the only difference is, instead of looking at us while we're having a conversation, you're looking at the camera. Yeah, and just the amount of just like feedback we've gotten from people like, why don't you risk your lives to record this content when you don't have to? It's like, because I don't want to put my friends at risk. Yeah. And that was like, we were getting comments on that when there was a time, like that was during a time when we were told, like, do not meet people from other households for any reason. Do not leave your home. Yeah. And we're getting shit 
It's like, um, I remember like people gave me shit for a video that came out because we recorded a bunch. We were so far in advance, videos recorded before lockdown were going out during lockdown. Yeah, they and were. There was yeah. one where I had a hangover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during that video, Nisha is in the studio and she says, oh, you're looking, you're not looking very well today, Carl. It's like, yeah, but I'm still here to record. I got a personal message to my email account calling me a prick, saying, I can't believe you would risk people's lives like this. You are so irresponsible. Oh, and I read man. that and I was like, how, having the conversation with you guys we've just talked about, and I'm like, fuck you. I got <laughs> so mad. Oh, God. As if they were like, yeah, Carl's clearly gone on that out and asked Nisha to come in like during a global pandemic. Yeah, I've been out for a drink during a pandemic somehow and then brought someone into the studio and then I'm ill and I'm coughing on them. <laughs> and that goes back to the thing that people don't understand. Like, one, uh, how long it takes to, one, how long it takes to film a video and two, that most videos are filmed in advance. Yeah. And like, occasionally there is the ones like, oh, for example, the how not to do business. Like, um, there was the mid-roll ad one where it's like, Look, could, yeah. can we push this forward and get this done um, as soon as? Because in four weeks' time, when this would go live, if we just scheduled it like normal, this mm-hmm. won't be that relevant anymore. And it makes more, and they can be turned around fairly quickly because one, I keep saying because one, and then because there's a foot that, um, they can be turned around quite quickly just because um, uh, like Nisha just hauls ass on them. And yeah, she puts exactly. everything else aside to edit them, so she can mm. get them edited in a couple of days. Like all videos can be edited in a couple of days. It's just that we have so many in reserve. Um, all the editors are free to pick and choose what they want to do and when. And I've always said yeah. the same thing with everyone who edits for me, which is just do as much as you want when you want, and I will endeavour to make sure there's enough content so you can edit as much or as little as you feel that you need to for that month. To and pay to clarify as well, bills. Um, the like. If we are saying, oh yeah, how to do, how not to do business are like a bit shorter, like Nisha will still get paid the same for doing one video or the other. Yes, and um, recently I've introduced the thing of if videos go a bit long, because they sometimes do, um, because we're just not in the mood to film sometimes, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a system where it's like just charge more for editing that one because there's more footage to go through, so it takes longer. And um, because I'm working with friends um, who I trust and who know me, and yep. like there's a, a mutual respect and trust there I say the same thing every time which is charge me what you feel is fair and so far that's not bit me in the ass. well yeah and we even um, sat down and like had a conversation of Carl sat us down and went I want to give you guys a pay rise which you know if anyone knows that's not normally how it goes down it's normally the employee <laughs> asking for one but yeah um, and it was look what do you guys feel is a fair like price hike um and for your time like yeah and Cole was very trusting and look whatever you think is fair is probably what i'll agree with yeah and i do and, the same thing with artists yeah. who reach out to a channel and do work for us mm-hmm. and more recently as a friend of mine we could talk about this because he's been messaging me the entire time so you might have heard I sound a bit far away a bit distracted um mm-hmm. because he is um uh, a musician or a burgeoning budding musician and during lockdown he's been on furlough mm. and he decided fuck it I'm stuck in the house all day I'm just gonna buy all that music stuff I've been wanting to do for all these years oh okay yeah and he's bought he bought himself a really nice guitar just for lockdown so he bought himself some new speakers um, he's bought himself some like you know recording equipment oh nice and every other day he's just sending me cool stuff on Snapchat I'm like oh I've played like a new ditty today mm. um, I've like you know tried out this pedal sounds really cool 
And like I've done with like you guys, like I, I want to help out my friends. I'm in a position to do that. I went the other day, do you want to record something for me? Oh, nice. Like, sure. But what am I going to record? I went, you know, two finger Johnny. <laughs> so all he's listening, do you know that little ditty you heard at the start of this video? So this I'll podcast, bring yeah, yeah. For people who don't know, I can I get on the channel. Uh, because I'd say that's like now the theme song of the channel. Would you? Uh, I mean, that's what I think people associate with the channel, yeah. Yeah, it's the theme song of the channel. And if anyone's wondering what's the story behind it, it is when the very first video was edited and we needed some music for the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Kevin uh, McLeod, I think his name is. Is it not Kevin McLeod? Kevin McLeod. I'm not sure. It says here it's Kevin Mac and then Leod. Oh, maybe okay. Maybe McLeod. I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> Either way, like the guy's super fucking cool. He releases mm-hmm. royalty-free music for yep. anyone to use, even for commercial purposes, as long as you attribute it to him. Super that is cool all that he asks is that you give him fair accreditation. Give him fair accreditation and you can use any of his music for any purpose. Um, even for, like, for commercial purposes, like YouTube videos that you monetize. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when Brad was going through some random songs, he basically just set um, a couple, like the first video we did to a couple of songs from um, his website. And I picked Two Finger Johnny because it's the one that sounded the stupidest. Right, okay. It's the one that sounded the most annoying through headphones because it, it, if people have noticed, it sounds a little bit like uh, your phone's going off. <laughs> and I get um, a message a week from people about Two Finger Johnny saying, I thought my phone was going off. <laughs> people because it sounds like dude dude and I've got it here now so we can play it a little bit oh god it's an ad no <laughs> an ad for pedagogy I can't I get ads on my own fucking YouTube oh. don't I bollocks to it da, 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 da. Right, come on it's, oh god, it's a fucking 15 second ad as well oh god Carl Who was a f- you could have started up one of the podcasts but you know there's no ads I, I could have done that yeah but fuck it so this is Two Finger Johnny Super fucking annoying, right? <laughs> and then every single comment on it I'm looking at, it just says, um, fact fiend, fact fiend, fact fiend, fact fiend, fact fiend. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so what I did is I got my friend. I'm like, oh, do you want to like remix that for me? Because mm-hmm. we do gaming videos. And I thought I always, as a to continue the trend for the channel, of I use Two Finger Johnny at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because fuck it, why not? Like, it's free to use as long as I give uh, Mr. McLeod uh, um, his credit. So yeah. I asked my mate, like, look, if you do you want to record a metal version of that song? Oh, that's cool. Um, he went, yeah, sure. Uh, we can play that now. We can have a preview of it. Oh, really? Because I still need to pay him. Uh, so I get all the contract details sorted out. So I'm not able to, like, you know, upload this anyway. Yet. But we can play it. So this is what he sent me. This is like a rough cut that he's thrown together. And it continues like that. And he even recorded a guitar solo. So it needs to clean up a little bit. I mean, I uh, couldn't hear any of that. So Was it, Is he just super like... Uh, it just didn't really come through Discord. But hopefully the people should be able to hear it because it'll have recorded on your end. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, he's just like, he's like... And it continues like that. And I just like, fuck it. Like, you're a mate. You're doing all this shit. I, I want to help you. Yeah, because like you're clearly trying really hard to do this and no one's going to give you a leg up. Yeah, yeah. But fuck it, I don't mind. I will pay you like whatever amount you feel is fair to just go out and just do a dumb version 
of what I think is now the channel's theme song. So he's recorded a metal version. Um, he's going to record me a jazz version. Oh, no. He's going to get me like a Samba remix. <laughs> and I'm just yes. going to like throw them onto gaming videos. That sounds cool. But it's just that thing of like, I'm in the uh, position to do that. So fuck it. Why not? Well, yeah. Um, and like to clarify, you know, I originally um, started like working for you with the Brew podcast. And then that yes. became like, look, Brew didn't work out. Do you want to like start doing Wiki Weekends? Um, but I didn't have like experience really. It was just a case of, look, you're my friend, and it's not overly difficult. Like editing, do you want to try it out? I and you were just <laughs> helping a friend out again. And it's just yeah, it, it is very true of like it is who you know. It is, and I'm fully aware of that. Cause the only reason Fact Fiends is a success is because like I worked for a couple of channels and I used to build up connections in the industry today i found out and top tens and managed mm-hmm. to get like a shout out from them right yeah and that gave a channel like an initial boost and that combined with like all we've, we've spoken about before on the podcast the channel and probably just in private life which is yeah i i don't mind like helping out my friends mm-hmm. and i've never really been one to want for much but like this is what always cracks me up though when we get feedback to the channel of and you specifically and you brad nisha and other people who pay them like adam as well They've yeah. all reported individually getting messages from people saying, stop being friends. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a nice guy. Oh, God. And like, I, I try not to let stuff get to That one, that hurts. That's um, always one that gets me right fucking there because I know how hard I try. Because the example that I got, like the one that always sticks out and we bring okay. it every now and then is the one where someone went, look, I jumped into Carl's Twitch last night and he banned me for seemingly no reason. I don't think you know him as well as I do. <laughs> like, you shouldn't trust him. But he like came he popped in. in for 10 minutes and got banned on Twitch for presumably, like, doing something stupid. And then you went, look, that guy that you've known for 10 years, I've just seen him on Twitch and you shouldn't trust him. Yeah, I had a literal 10-second interaction with this person. I know them better than you. I have seen a glimpse into their personality that you've not seen in the decade. You've known them. It's like, what? <laughs> I couldn't it's wrap great. my head around it. And like, it all loops back to like I, the sense of entitlement ex- by expressed by um, some elements of um, like online communities is almost uh, bordering on farcical mm-hmm. and parody. Because you could, like, if I said, I, you couldn't make that up. You couldn't. Because if you made that, people would say there's no fucking way people were like that. It's like they are. That literally sounds like I am making up something to sound ridiculous. Yeah, if you were trying to think of like what's the most ridiculous example you think of an entitled fan in regards to like knowing a creator, like a, an extreme example, like a parasocial relationship where they think they know you better than people that you actually know in real life, and mm-hmm. that will be it. You and have- I really hope that people listening know that you know we we endeavour to try and be honest people and i am not making that up that genuinely happened and the thing is though you couldn't make it up like i said <laughs> because if you were trying to come up with an example of that you would not say something that extreme because it sounds so fake that's how yeah. you know it's real <laughs> it's how you know donald trump's real <laughs> oh god no, for that <laughs> go watch the modern warfare 2 pod uh not uh, gameplay no, no, um, Carl, uh, that. that's all currently in a private playlist. No, It's completely it. unfair. 
It's not fair that we get to watch it, Lucas, is it? It's not fair that I was in the videos. <laughs> we recorded and made the videos. How dare we get to see them first? I know. Oh, God, he must have been gutted. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, and that's, I think that might be like the absolute pinnacle of it because it was a one-sided interaction that was a sentence long. Cause I don't recall the exact thing that guy said because it happened so much because it's happened multiple times with each person who works on the channel. Yep. But uh, I think it probably was something like just comes in and goes like, maybe he's vampire. And or like comes one, like, in and makes a video suggestion or says, or says Carl Smaldick or something As like a joking that. way of like, ah ha ha, it's Carl Smaldick. It's like, I don't find that funny. It's like your first, uh, you get one chance to make a first impression and yours was a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, I've uh, had a um, question about this recently. So I can go into that, but I... I for the most part, have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to interact with people like that because you just can't give people a chance. If you give people an inch, they will take a mile. And that's almost always proven to be like universally true. Yeah, there is no like there is nothing you can do uh, in regards to like producing content online where like no matter how hard you try, no matter how nice you think you'll be, no matter how open and transparent you are, people will expect more. Almost always. Yeah, and the example of that, I can jump back to my Twitter here. Fuck it, we're having... This is uh, cheaper than therapy, is this, mate? Um, <laughs> That's what Cole of... pays me for, really. Yeah, it's actually it's a therapy session. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> um, I got a message in my um, uh, inbox. And for the most part, I all my messages are open because every time I try and turn them off, uh, people will just contact you, or Nisha, or Brad. Or in some cases members of my family I follow on social media, which I can now no longer do. Yeah, and it is bizarre because I remember hearing that and being like, no, people aren't that bad, surely. And then, like, when comments got turned off, I started getting messages and tweets, like, why are the comments turned off? I was like, oh, no, it, it, it's yeah. real. It's true. My uh, brother, um, he made a Instagram account. He doesn't really use social media, but he made one to message some people about um, his upcoming wedding. Yeah. So he made an Instagram account just to message people who don't have Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just as a way to get in contact with people. And he said, because he ha- he just called himself, like, I'm not going to say his first name, but Smallwood. And then he followed me. And I went, oh, I thought he made an account. So I yeah. followed him back. I went, oh, because I didn't really get much chance to see what my brother's up to. And um, he said he got about three, 400 follow requests. Oh, God. In the space of a week. And a bunch of messages from people asking, are you Carl's brother? Oh, no. Yeah, and the story that he tells, and again, you know this is true because you wouldn't be able to make it up, is um, when he was at work, um, a guy in his office said, um, is, is your name Smallwood? Yeah. Do you know Carl? <laughs> yeah. And is my brother. Because can I have his phone number? Oh, no. That, that happened. And my brother's like, no. What and then walked the off. And then the other one is, and this, again, this is fucking true, I swear to God, is my accountant. Uh, my mm. accountant is a good friend of mine. Again, I like to throw work my friend's way if that's not been made clear already. <laughs> he was on a plane. And he's getting a plane back before the dark times. Uh, yeah. I think from Amsterdam. So I'd been there for the weekend on a stag do or something. And the guy he sat next to was talking to him and was talking about TV licenses or something like that. Oh, right, okay, uh, yeah. And my friend went, did you hear that in a fact theme video? Because that's one mm. of the most popular videos on the channel, I think. Yeah. Like a million views or something. He went, yeah, I have. And my friend's thought, oh, um, I know him. Um, I'm his accountant. 
Mm. Uh, that guy asked where I lived. Oh and he God. spent the remainder of that flight grilling my friend about where in Sheffield I lived. And my friend was like, I'm not going to tell you that. Why not? I'm not going to be weird about it. Because, uh, and I swear to fucking God, that's true. <laughs> and you know it is, because why would I make it up? <laughs> and I had a moment last night where I was watching a podcast. And, okay. Um, they ha- they were going like, oh, yeah. And fun fact, like, did you know that Jackie Chan voices the character in Mulan in, like, China? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recently just, like, read about that or watched a video on it. And I was like, was that a Fat Fiend thing? It might have been a Fat Fiend <laughs> And I was like, just what, like listening to podcasts go, wait, did they learn that from us? Like, what? They could <laughs> have done, we don't moment. know. It's they a small have. world, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, like, my, my messages are open because when I close them off, there is people will contact me via you guys. Yeah. And I don't want to subject you to that because you are my friend. So I, I have... No choice but to generally leave them open. But every now and again, I will just, like, and I endeavour to make myself, like, as hard to contact as possible. I I think um, on Twitter, my header is just, please don't send me DMs, you will be blocked. People still send me them. Get blocked and then um, tweet tweet at you guys about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if you've got one yet, but I have seen floating around a screenshot um, that was sent to me, I think, on a... One's got sent to me on Instagram, and I think maybe Nisha got one, where someone got blocked by me on Twitter, and they screenshotted like the thing that says "You are blocked by Carl Smallwood," and like my header is in it, which says "If you DM me, I will block you," saying <laughs> all I did was send him a DM and I got blocked. What the hell? And he's like, <laughs> it literally says right there, and they, they oh, again, you can't fucking make it up. And but every now and on Instagram, it says "Leave me the fuck alone," and like. The reason I do this is because, again, if you give people an inch, they will take a mile. Mm-hmm. And, like, I will respond to some messages, and ones that are nice, I'll read them. I don't always respond, but I will read them on, on occasion, pass them along to you guys. Yeah. And we got a really nice one the other day. A guy messaged us saying, oh, I'm not sure if you guys will read it, but your video's got me through a really dark place in my life. Yeah, yeah. And we all really appreciated that. But I know if I say... I'll put my Twitter thing as like, don't message me unless it's important. Everyone who everyone thinks what they're saying is important. Everyone does, yeah. Everyone thinks what they have to say. Everyone thinks that meme is so funny, they have to send it to me. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to just have this, apparently, like this zero tolerance policy. Yeah. Well, it's not, I'm, and I don't block everyone. It's just that if I say I block everyone except people who like send very specific messages or are just um, like, it's like, it's, I don't want to get into that nuance because then everyone's going to argue about where that line should be drawn. It's like, I can't be asked to. Then that. you're getting into like a legal battle about whether like their message was hitting the criteria that you suggested. And it reminds me of when I tried to set up the subreddit mm. and I asked people to DM me um, ask if you want to be a moderator for the subreddit. And they're saying, I asked every single person the exact same question. And it is, would you ban someone on the subreddit for being racist. Mm-hmm. And everybody who said yes became a moderator. And every time someone responded, well, what would you consider to be racist? I just blocked them and didn't respond. And you were saying, like, um, there were some people who were going, well, that would be a bit harsh. I'd maybe give them six or seven chances. Yeah, um, that happened with the Discord, where I turned the Discord off because people were being racist. Mm-hmm. And a guy, without being asked, made a new discord where people were giving i shit you not over a dozen warnings for being racist before they got kicked out 
Oh, God. And when I was telling people who were like, applying to be moderators, I'll tell, asking, oh, I'll set you up a subreddit. And I said the same thing. Would you ban people for being racist? And they go, well, no, that's a bit harsh. It's like, being racist is harsh. I don't care. You don't yeah, get like, a second chance. You don't... Oh, God. Like, no. Again, we, we say it often, but fuck racists. And also as well, when no. you're at the point... Like, I don't want to be drawn into an argument of, well, what exactly would you consider me to be so racist? You know, it's like, shut up. Just like the fact you're having this conversation is like, it says it all. If I you don't think need to something might be racist, ban the fucking person. It's like, I don't want to have these conversations. As I said, a zero tolerance policy is like the solution I found. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I'm going to spend all fucking day arguing the toss with people who, th- who just want to spot and argue like the rules. Yeah. Like, well, technically, what I did isn't against the rules. Like, I don't care. I, like, I get it on the. Just, I get um, it on the subreddit all the time. Like the subreddit's rule yeah. was, uh, "Don't be a dick." Mm-hmm. And then people who came in and were <sighs> like, "Oh, I think one was, um, oh, fact fiend's terrible now. They've got that girl on." It's like banned instantly. It's like I don't care. Immediate. And then the response is like, "Oh, why am I being banned just for giving my opinion? Like, You're being a dick." To which, and I will never forget the response of, and they made a new account to come in. Um, well, the number one rule in this subreddit is don't be a dick, and yet Carl is being a dick by blocking people. Oh. He should ban himself. It's like, oh! <laughs> it's like, oh! And Talk you know about what? missing people forest must, trees. People must feel so fucking like happy with themselves when they point that out. It's like the, it's the you can even see the smugness in the response, can't you? Yeah, of just like aha, I've got you on a technical. It's like shut up. <laughs> Anybody that has to start a sentence with, well, technically, it's like no, no. It's Stop like, it now. I have got such a binary view of the world. Like they can literally see no nuance, which is why I have to have that zero tolerance. Anyway, that led me up to like, after like, you know a series of me saying like, look, just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I want to be left on. I turned the subreddit off because I realised that after a year of it being up, all it was is me spending half an hour of my day with people just coming in saying, the channel shit now. <laughs> and be like, this isn't criticism. This is just you not liking it. Yeah. There's no like criticism here that's like, you know, of any value. It's just you saying it's shit or calling me a dick. Like, why would anybody want to spend half an hour a day doing that? And I got a message and I think just... I. I'm going to read it in its entirety and then rerun my response. It's like, hey, Carl, a few people I know are annoyed at your behavior online, like all the blockings and insults. I was wondering if there was an explanation I could pass along. Also, it would be appreciated that you could, if you could just ignore this message instead of blocking me. I have generally defended you for the most part, but it would be nice to hear it from you. And like, bear in mind that they sent this to an account where the only thing that it says besides my own name is please leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I was so I remember I was lying there with my girlfriend and I sh- showed the message to her and she just put her head into her hands. That I think that's the only response. And like I was there, I was genuinely I, like I was pulling my hair out, going, "How can I fucking explain to people that I just want to be left alone?" And like she helped me, God bless her, because I was going to tell the guy to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. But she helped me. Write the following response. She says, the fact you felt entitled to send this message and even dictate the tone of my response is part of the problem. Because like, not only did they send me a message 
demanding a response. They mm-hmm. even, in that message, felt perfectly entitled to say, also, I would appreciate it if you responded in this manner. Yeah. And can you imagine ever saying that to a complete stranger? I can't imagine saying that to my friend. Of like messaging a mate and just going like, imagine me messaging you right now, Luke is like, look, mate, I- I'm not happy with how you've been acting recently, and yeah. I expect a response within the hour. Or, and or I, don't want you to I be a respect. Dick about it. I respect that. Like, I expect a response that isn't you being annoyed with me for saying this. Yeah, I want to delve deep into your personal life, and I don't want you to be annoyed about it. Anyway, uh, in isolation, your message may seem innocent. And me blocking you would, to an outside, from an outside perspective, appear excessive. But imagine dealing with messages like it multiple times a day, every day, for literally years. It's yeah. exhausting both emotionally and mentally to constantly have to justify just wanting my privacy. Online, and there's the one where my girlfriend pointed out, said, online creators are constantly burning out to the amount of expectation placed upon them by their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the way she put it is, if you put a message up on your channel tomorrow saying, Fact Fiend's dead. Yeah. I, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm sorry. And you would have people crawling out of the woodworks, like, oh my God, I didn't realise the pressure you were under. We should really have like, thought more about it. People need to learn from this. Yeah, yeah. But if you send a tweet, when you send a tweet out saying, leave me the fuck alone, to like safeguard yourself against that having to happen, suddenly you're a prick. Yeah, and it's bizarre to me. I um, I brought up recently the fact that, oh yeah, you know, me and Jenna mentioned it last week. We got a puppy, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Look, um, me and Jenna are recording Ghost Tsushima, but we didn't realize that just how taxing having this puppy would be. We're gonna take a little bit of a break, so that yeah, we're we're a bit more ready to record. And then the moment that I tweeted that out, I was like, "Oh, I feel a bit worried about the response." And people were generally pretty nice about it. But the moment I like turned my like you know locked my phone and mm-hmm. I put YouTube on, the first video I saw was someone like, "I need to take a break." Yeah, and you see and it was that's just every week. One explaining, "Look, I'm burning out. I need to take a break from the channel for a while." And you'll see like, people a massive outpouring of support of like, "Yeah, we understand when you come back, whenever you want to come back, if you ever do, we understand." It's like, but taking steps to prevent that happening in the first place, suddenly I'm a prick. Yeah, and it says here like. Um, it's like, uh, however innocent it may seem, it's still like, you know, quite difficult. And it's like, again, simple messages may seem innocent enough, but a constant daily barrage of questions, suggestions, requests, and demands, however well-intentioned, can and do begin to weigh on a person's mind. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I just end it by saying, taking steps to avoid this and safeguard my own mental health is my main priority. I really don't give a shit if it upsets people, since the people it upsets don't give a shit about me. Yeah. And I, I don't understand how that's so difficult for people to understand. But... I need to pee now, so would you mind if I just ran to the bathroom, Lucas? How dare you, Carl? I know, thinking about myself again, I'm really sorry. So we're back in a minute. <laughs> oh, so I apologise for that. I, I'm so selfish, Lucas. So selfish, uh, Carl. So selfish, it. like, you know, safeguarding my, my, my bladder health. <laughs> but, like, man, it's like to end on, just, like, any thoughts on just how, like, um, insane, like, the expectations can be to, like, that are placed on creators as one yourself? There's someone who's like, you know, seen my plight from the outside, but also has that somewhat unique perspective of knowing me personally, but yet not knowing me as well as a guy who had a single interaction with me on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, and I think I've got like a bit of a weird perspective on things because I'm like, 
I have my own small gaming channel, you know, Legend of Kanto, and mm-hmm. um, that I deal with the side of, like, look, I've got quite a small fan base, and I've got quite a few people that um, are very dedicated and, like, very kind to me and, you know, jump on my Twitch every time I'm on and stuff like that. Mm. And um, I have that perspective, but I also am part of, like, the Fat Fiend channel where I see the complete other side. Yeah. And it's like, I can't get my head around where the like the difference happens. And obviously it is just being opened up to more people to see. You are opening up yourself to the small percentage of knobheads. Like, it just mm-hmm. grows, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's a... I'd love to see a breakdown of exactly what point um, of success uh, you get those people coming yeah. in. Like, okay, I am now all in and invested in your success and therefore part of my personality is now attached to you Mm -hmm. and i'm going to hold you responsible for it and if you um uh, do anything to upset me or i see anything that's a perceived slight against me um i will react um angrily for seemingly um no reason which i've had yeah and like one um one example, I think we've probably talked about it already, but when you turn the comment section off and put out like on Twitter, look, please stop attacking me for this. I'm trying to protect my mental health. And you the responses that you got, I couldn't grasp it. Like people like, no fuck you, we want comments. <laughs> oh man, and the best bit is for like last couple of weeks, uh, we've had a bug. It's a genuine bug on my channel. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't really figure out what's going on where. Um Comments were being held for review, even if you went physically into the um, the behind the scenes, like upload stuff, and set comments to be allowed. Yeah, so I literally, um, I think it was the Wiki Weekends for Groot. Yes. I had double checked, so I heard that we had this problem on other videos. Double checked that video before it went live, and it was like, yeah, um, hold only potentially inappropriate comments for review. So like, all the, like all the ones that are like racist and stuff like that. So exactly. sent basically to comment limbo because yeah we talked about it before but YouTube doesn't let you mass delete comments. No, it delete doesn't. them one at a time. And on a channel with I think over six hundred videos at this point, mm-hmm. you're getting like a thousand comments a day. Imagine like what a hundred of those are held. I'm just throwing numbers out here, but you imagine like every day for a year, I think it was about fifteen thousand comments held for review. How are we supposed to go through them one at a fucking time? <laughs> but yeah, like I double checked everything, made sure look. Only inappropriate comments will get held for review. The rest were okay. And that was the setting that it went live with. And yeah, every single comment that was made was held for review. And this is something we didn't actually notice. It had been happening for about two weeks, mm-hmm. on and off with various videos. Yeah. Because like, when you turn the comments off, people scroll down and see there are no, you cannot leave a comment on this video. Mm-hmm. And then their usual response to that is to go bitch at me, you, Brad, or Nisha. Mm-hmm. When they scroll down and see that there are zero comments, but that they can leave one, they leave their comment and then they fuck off. Yeah. So nobody had reached out to us about this problem. It's something we noticed after the fact when we were looking at analytics and noticed that videos had zero comments. Yeah. And that's like just us going, oh, it should be higher than zero. <laughs> yeah, a lot higher than zero. Yeah. And that's us noticing that. No one else pointed it out to us or brought it to our attention. And I did a little bit of sleuthing 
And I think we all have individually done this because we were all curious about it. So we, we did try and fix this behind the scenes. We couldn't figure out what was going on. And yeah, we were literally going to videos and being like, look, set it so the comments will be made. And then it was still not letting us do that. And we couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. But you'd look at the comment and people were just leaving the, the usual comment that they would. And then that's it. Yep. And that made me realize that, wow, all those people screaming and bitching about it being a community down there, they're all full of shit. There is no community. It's people leaving their pithy comment. And never looking at the comment section ever again. never coming back. Mm-hmm. Never. Is, and the fact that like, we would be able, like, you'd be able to prove that there is some kind of community down there if one person had tried to respond to anybody else. Like, nobody could gave a shit that they couldn't respond to another person because there's no one else to respond to. And that was literal videos, like multiple videos where nobody, not one person, gave a shit that they couldn't respond to anyone. No, because they they could see that they could leave their own comment to it and they never noticed or cared that nobody looked at it, responded to or liked it. Yep. They just left their feedback and then it never and it was left in comment limbo where no one saw it and it it, it and it's just, yeah. And a shocking amount I, of those were oh wow, I got the first comment. Which I've been highlighting all weeks. It's super fucking funny to me. That a video with like a hundred thousand views that's been live for a day and someone comes in and goes, I managed to make the first comment. And I've uh, people don't know this, uh, one of the things I've done is um, YouTube lets you filter out certain words. Mm-hmm. And I, obviously, I've got all the swear words, yeah. um, all, the, all the nasty, awful slurs. And as I mentioned, this is really funny in like that dark, uh, macabre way. When I remember when I first did it, and all I did is block the N-word uh, yeah. initially. And then I went into the held for review a couple months after the channel went live. And all it is is like 200 comments um, with the N-word. Oh, and God. the YouTube gives me the option to go through and delete all of them one by one. And there's no option to mass delete. You can only select like what's on your screen, so yeah. like ten at a time. And when I said you got like fifteen thousand, there's no fucking way you're gonna go through all those. No, no. And, and also, uh, it's just like horrible to have to read all of those. Yeah, it's almost like it, um, like it's not something someone should be subjected to. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when I was going, when I was like looking at this, and I was putting in all the naughty words. Um, one of the words I put in was first. Yeah. Because nothing pisses me off more than a video being live. It's live for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. People will click on it. Before they've even watched it, they will rush to the comment section to write first. Yeah. And it still happens now, 10 years after that stopped being a thing people give a shit about. And I will always have that small moment of, like, <laughs> when I go check a video after it goes live to make sure that one, it, I, I keep doing that for fuck's sake, to make sure it's not been demonetized. <laughs> yeah. To make sure everything's going smoothly. Because generally after the first few minutes is when something will get flagged. Yeah. Because YouTube's annoying like that. It's like, oh yeah, you'll leave it in private um, for a month. The, the moment it goes live is when they suddenly decide that, oh no, now we're going to um, limit the income it makes or um, demonetize it. Yeah, I've had After that it's live and you can't replace like, it. Uh, there was um, a stream video that I had and it was literally sitting there for weeks scheduled to go live. And then... 30 minutes after it went live, I got an email. You've had a, like, a copyright strike on the video. Yep. Like, why didn't you tell me that? And it's super annoying when that happens because we can't take the video down now. Yeah. And replace it. Because if it, that happens, like I said, two weeks notice, we can just swap around the schedule and then figure out what's going on. 
mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why it's, it's helpful to have a backlog. And But I'll always have that moment of, <laughs> when I go look at the, oh, there's been five comments left, but they're all being held to review, and every single one is someone saying first. <laughs> every single one. And I've had literal videos, because again, I've mentioned like, yeah, I've, I've still not got um, too many subscribers or anything. I've had a few videos that have just been like, the co- only comment is like first, or the only comments are like first, second, third, and that's yeah. it. That's the only comments made on the videos. And that's the sole contribution they've made. And it's like, I love these comment sections. They're great. And sometimes like, um, I've had some like nice and good comments on the Pokemon playthrough and been like, oh, cool. Uh, but then, yeah, just ones where it's like, I'm just going to say the word first and add absolutely zero value to this comment section. Yeah, and you'll get the same thing on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, like when you're Twitch streaming. Uh, which I've also like banned certain phrases on because fuck it, it's funny. And one of them, one of the phrases that absolutely uh, it just sends me because it's so pointless is "Hi, first time here." <laughs> so I I don't know who you are. It's like and the like, only response you can ever have to that is "Hi, thanks." I guess. And you've said it before, haven't you? Where um, like you said you've got a small but dedicated following yeah. like going to Twitch. And you've started to notice a couple of names, but even then you forget sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one of the problems is like that Twitch changes the colour every time. That's a whole other kettle of fish. But That's annoying. Yeah. I've had it before. It's like someone with a completely generic name will come in and go, hi, Carl, remember me? Like, no. Yeah. There's like 50 people in chat at any one time. Yeah, yeah. And I do this twice a week, and then I've got a life outside of this. I don't know who <laughs> you are. I'm sorry. And there's like there's other sentences as well. One is, uh, "Oh, I'm going now." Bye, everyone. It's like nobody cares. Like that is adding <laughs> nothing to this conversation. <laughs> like I get it when it's someone who's active in chat and having a conversation, and or like, a moderator oh, okay. or something like that. Sometimes yeah, I like moderators, like and moderators um, are generally people that I know. Yeah. It's like, oh hi, Carl. I'm going now. It's like, oh cool. I'll speak to you in a bit, mate. Yeah. But I see it and I go. That is completely pointless. Why are you leaving this? Mm-hmm. And I've had uh, similar things on Twitch where I've been streaming and I've timed people out because all they've done is just post a comment in response to everything I say. Yeah. Like while we stream it, it's like you'll look at the chat and just see 10 comments and they're all from the same person. And I've had a situation where I've timed that person out and just said directly to camera, look, mate, I get it, but when someone sees a chat that's just all one person talking to themselves, that's not a very welcoming environment. And it doesn't exactly foster a conversation, which is apparently what everyone screams at me for not doing. And people yeah. will get mad. And, um, I've had a guy I've, send me an angry message for timing him out. Yeah, and I've had it where like, I've had to time out people because they purposefully fill up the comment section with their own comments, where it's like, oh, um, instead of putting one sentence, they'll write it word by word and post it word by word so that they yeah. fill up the entire screen. So you can only see their name. Yeah, and it's like, oh, man, people... And like, yeah, that is just like, look, I'm giving you a timeout because don't do that shit. And then people get mad at you. And then like, that's why I've learned, like, you've got to have a zero-tolerance policy because most of the time, they, people won't learn. Mm-hmm. So I've had it before, like, um, when you go onto my Twitch, if you go into chat, because I'm so sick of dealing with suggestions, like, the channel doesn't take suggestions, don't take requests. And I had uh, my girlfriend, she laughed because every stream, generally, I will do a Q&A at the end. For the most part, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I'll stay around for half an hour, I'll have one more beer, and if you were in the chat and you had a chance to ask me something or I've missed it, here's your chance. And like she'd been living with me for a while, and she said, 
she just burst out laughing when every time you do that, I will hear you word for word give the same answer to a question about not doing requests or suggestions. Now, you know what I do when I'm sick of it? So I put a thing where uh, someone helpfully pointed me to a thing where it's like, you can just put a message before anyone's allowed to type. Mm -hmm. And mine just simply says, do not make suggestions or requests or you will be banned. Second one, don't ask about rule number one. Because I knew that if I, because I had it for a bit with that one, and then people came in and went, why can't we ask about suggestions? It's like, I'm giving the same fucking response. Yeah, <laughs> and the amount of times that I'm on the on my stream on the other end when we're playing like Smash Bros or whatever, mm-hmm. and I just hear you go, look, mate, like, that is a, a suggestion. Like, you're telling me not a suggestion, but what about this? And it's like, that's yeah. still a fucking suggestion. And, I, and we have the thing of, it's like, it says no requests or suggestions. We will have something similar like, Oh, have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. Um, it might make interesting topic for a video. And I'll say, that's a suggestion. Please don't make them. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, re- or a request. It's something I thought you like, might find interesting. It's like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> don't pretend you're not. It's a, it's a suggestion. Please don't. I have to, I, I don't take them. And so when I put that uh, thing, like, and then I put the rule in, don't ask about rule number one. Because I realise I'm just having just as many people ask why they can't make suggestions. <laughs> and then I got people saying, why can't we ask about rule number two? Or like, yeah. what about rule number two? It's like the same fucking thing. So it's like banned instantly. I've had people come into chat, ask why can't we make suggestions. When they see don't ask about it, mm-hmm. get banned and then send me a private message, which apparently Twitch lets people do. It does. Which is baffling to me. You can block someone from your Twitch chat where they still have the option to message you to ask about it. So yeah. why is that a thing? Exactly. Why was it just encouraging people to message you after they get banned? Yeah, bitching about being banned. It's like, clearly there's no... Like, has anybody ever responded to one of those positively? Has it's anyone crazy. ever sent a message to you, Carl, going, oh, I'm really sorry that I was racist in chat. Like, I apologise and I understand why you banned me. And... People maybe think it's a bit harsh to ban people just for making a suggestion or a request. But like Lucas said, it happens every single time I'm streaming. I'm sick of doing it. It yeah. makes me not want to stream. Yeah. Which is like, you know, if I don't stream at all, then like the people who want to ask actual questions or have in, an interest in following the channel and us outside of it, they miss out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you've always um, made it quite clear of look. I don't want like DMs all the time, but I do stream at least like, you know, one time a week, maybe more, where you can come in and ask me a question if you've got one. Yeah. I set aside like half an hour to an hour every single week for that purpose. I don't want to, but I know that if I don't, people are going to ask us these questions like via whatever means they can contact us. Mm-hmm. So I want to have the option to like to point people towards it. And it's just that thing of like, it seems like minor in isolation but when you have it every single time multiple times per stream usually I, there were situations there were times where i was giving the answer of like i don't do requests for blah 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 while i'm giving that someone new will come into chat make a request yeah and i've been there like you know before the dark times when we've been streaming in the same room and as you're giving like you know the spiel of Look, we don't take the requests. Like, just please don't do suggestions, requests. Don't, you know, hint. Oh, maybe you would like this. And then, as you're saying it, 
yeah, more people are coming in. Oh, but what about this one? It's like, oh, God damn it. And then you have the thing of, like, it's, you cannot be clear enough where people still won't try and find a way around it. Like, even when the thing, um, like, before you are able to type in chat, you have to click a thing that says, okay, on, do not make requests or suggestions. People will do it anyway and then get mad when they get banned. Yeah, so people have to read a notification that says, like, come in here and please, just all I ask is don't make suggestions. And then they go, okay, I'm going to go in and make a suggestion. It's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, you've done the one thing you're not supposed And then they get upset with me or you because they'll go through. It's like, oh. And I'm hoping, like, just my exasperated tone expresses to people how frustrating this gets. <laughs> like, yeah, one time's funny or hundred times starts to piss you off. And yeah, as you pointed out, maybe like this is just uh, a bit of therapy for us to be able to just Vent a little bit and make fun of it. Well, that's the thing. I do it. In, I privately make fun of it, but like to see the responses I get because, like I said, uh, that response I get to that dude where like, my girlfriend says, "Look, Carl, I I know what you mean, mm-hmm. but when you tell people to fuck off, it does seem a little bit mean." Yeah, yeah. And but I know the reason that you do it mm-hmm. is because yeah, it's frustrating because she has seen me. Wake up on a morning and go, oh, I've got another message calling me a prick. Yeah. It's like I've got another message here from someone asking a really inappropriate personal question. They are in no way um, entitled to ask because fuck them, it's my private life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but maybe what you should do is just once answer the question properly and then just pin it to your Twitter. So every time someone asks, you can just point them towards it. Yeah. This is yeah. what I've done. And it's the same oh, thing okay, I did yeah. like that request and suggestions thing. Mm. I've given the explanation once I don't have to do it again yeah and it's like the thing of like on my Twitter pro on my Twitter header is if you DM me you will be blocked because so many people were sending me DMs getting blocked I mean what, what I didn't um, I didn't expect this even though my um, uh, tagline is leave me alone it's like I had to make it even clearer than that <laughs> and even then people still don't get it yeah but at the very least people can't say I've not tried because God loves tried, a tryer I'll give you that I've tried my best. Even then, it's not enough. <laughs> and that's a great lesson for everyone listening, I hope. No matter how hard you try, people will always expect you to try harder. It's never good <laughs> enough, Lucas. Oh, God. And Yeah, that's the best way to end it. I guess so. <laughs> no matter how hard you try, people will always expect more. You oh, can God. never do anything well enough. For people, or you can never be clear enough. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, like hopefully, you... like, just this podcast might have maybe for anyone that like doesn't understand, just given it a bit more insight into like why we do certain things and why we act in certain ways. Yeah, that that's the weird one about me. In regards, to, like the responses and like feedback I get. People seem to think like, oh, I do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I don't like. Why would I act in a way that makes me unhappy on purpose? <laughs> yeah, and maybe just like question the next time you're sending like, a content creator one of these messages and think, oh, well, they might be fine now, but what about like in three years' time? when they burn out because of all of these messages that I'm getting. Maybe just take one second to consider, do I need to send this? 
Also, as well, have they been asked it before? Uh, because uh, the best response mm. I've seen to this is Hideki Kamiya. Oh, yeah. Um, like, who famously blocks anyone who pisses him off. Mm-hmm. And he has this really great comic he made. Oh, someone made for him. I'm not sure what it is. Well, basically, um, he gets asked all the time. He made uh, Bayonetta. He's the creator of Bayonetta. He like, works on Devil May Cry. Yep. The question he gets asked all the time is, fa- what is your favorite game? And he's so pissed off by that question, he blocks anyone who asks him it. <laughs> just without any without question like if you ask him that you'll be blocked yeah um it, and people get like they do with us get really annoyed it's like why did you block me for asking a simple question he got so pissed off with that question um <laughs> he released uh, i'll find the, the comic now i'm gonna send it to you so you can describe it to people okay because like it's it's that daisy chain effect of um I block people for doing this thing, and now people are asking why they were blocked, and now that gets just as annoying as the initial thing I'm getting. I'm blocking people for. Well, last thing is, it's the please don't make suggestions. But now the annoying question and the annoying act is people asking why they can't make suggestions. Yeah. Uh, and now oh, that's yeah. all you're getting. And it's oh god. I need to find it. Oh god, come on, come here. Oh, Carl's going down like the rabbit hole right now. I am. I'm just trying to find the comic that he made because I think he drew it and he sent it out. It's really funny. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. Damn, that's super annoying. Oh, no. Well, basically, what all it is, is it's um, just someone sending out... A, uh, it's like a little cartoon sending out a tweet. Okay, that yeah. Ju- that just says, favourite game. And it goes to Kamiya. And Jackie's little cartoon avatar he has on Twitter. Yeah. It's to that. But um, then it, the next comic is, like, a globe with 300 people like sending like tweets and just like um, arrows going towards him with the word favorite game on it. <laughs> and then it's just him just saying blocks. It's like, yeah, it seems like innocuous in isolation, but then you imagine it over and over and over and over again. Just like, daily. You know that thing of when people ask you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm fine. But are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Are you Okay. I'm fine. Well, what's bothering you? Nothing. I'm all right. Nothing's bothering me. Are you sure you're all right, though? It's like, I'm not all right now. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you keep asking me if I'm fucking all right. So people ask you, it's like, oh, God, it's just... Oh, wait, I found it. I found the comic. Oh, you did? Yeah. Here we go. So I'm going to get the image. I'm going to send it to the, the thing. Like, uh, 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 copy image. I've, de- I've described it anyway, but fuck it, Luke, because I, de- I, I described it poorly. You're going to uh, you send it to the Fat Fiend Discord? Yeah, I'm going to send it to the official Fat Fiend Discord. Oh, okay, yeah. So it is a uh, someone like at their PC on Twitter with a a dripping nose and a T-shirt <laughs> that says "shit poster." Oh, and then just typing "fave game?" question mark, and then that arrow of "fave game?" question mark being sent out of their house to Kamiya, and then it just zooms out to the world where there's just tons of arrows, all with like "fave game." Fave game, fave game, and then unimpressed Hideki Kamiya just stood in the middle. It's like that would weigh on you, doesn't it? It seems innocuous, but imagine just like it constantly. Yeah, it would like start to piss you off, and I, I really am not able to comprehend like why people find it so difficult mm-hmm. to, like, to get that. I'm not sure, but oh god, maybe people will tweet about it. <laughs> maybe people will tweet me explaining why. Oh dear. Anyway, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just do like you know my usual plug of um come and 
watch me and maybe Carl, depending on what the content is, just play some games. And uh, you can find me at Legend of Kanto on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, we just did like the Pokemon stream last night. That was really fun. We streamed yeah. Smash Bros. on Monday. Yeah, come and watch. Also, um, the day this video goes out, Ooh. Uh, the day after that, so it'll be Thursday this goes out, yes? Uh, this goes out, yeah, so, so tomorrow, because fun fact, we don't record the podcast ahead of time. Like, not too much anyway. No, we are, it's like, because it take, doesn't take that long to edit for you. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few things that doesn't take that long to edit for the channel. But um, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, um, or the day after it's released, um, you may have time to catch us live on Twitch, um, doing the first big stream that we're probably going to do. Yeah. And um, where we're going to announce it on um, the Fact Fiend channel. Just trying like, you know, drum up some support, drive some people towards our individual Twitch channels, like, you know, to make that a more viable option. But just like, you know, supplementing our income and as well, just like, you know, building um, uh, a fan base outside of just like the main channel. And that um, means that you guys can also come in and get banned for making requests. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, that's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Oh, like, God. I genuinely can't wait for the amount of people who are going to come in who get pissed off that they can't make requests because it's not like the first am, time they've been on stream. I am waiting for how many times the conversation I hear Carl go, look, mate, that is a request. I know what you do. Like, I'm waiting for how many times I hear Carl say that phrase. No, the one they're going to hear the most is, um, uh, oh, can I play? Yeah, sure, mate. Uh, the room <laughs> code's in the Discord. <laughs>